Welcome to the Soul Evolution Podcast, where we talk all things spiritual in life, in business, and in relationships. I believe we need to find ourselves immersed in the darkness in order to find our light. And once we find our light, it becomes our responsibility to share it with the world. Join my amazing guest and I as we go on a journey of spiritual development and soul evolution. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Soul Evolution Podcast. My name is Vanessa Marie Dewsbury, and I'm a Reiki master, spiritual guide, and author. So I'm super excited to share my very first guest on this podcast, and she's a good friend of mine. And she's well known in the spiritual community for helping many women on their own journey in life and in business. So Leanna Jane Lewis is a transformational coach and mentor for visionaries and emerging leaders, supporting them on getting their message and medicine out into the world. Leanna, welcome to the Soul Evolution. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be super chill and super valuable, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, was, I wanted to have you as one of my very first guests, just because I think you're amazing and an important uh, person who brings so much value to others. So I think that was, um, yeah, my intention to have you. So yeah, I was divinely timed. I had this urgency within myself. Oh, I got to get on this quick. <laughs> yes, I know. So Leanne, I wanted to ask you, when did you experience your awakening or your shift in consciousness? Like, did you find it was a gradual process or... Was there a certain um, intense or traumatic experience that kind of shifted you or woke you up? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, there's, I think there's a few things that stick out. I do remember really, really distinctly um, this moment when I would have been probably about nine or 10. And I remember being in the back of my dad's red truck and it was a, uh, back when they had like little small seats that were fold out. And I remember sitting on that seat in that little section in the back of the truck and we were parked in our driveway. It's like we were either leaving or, or, or um, on our way home and we were just sitting there. And I remember having this sensation of sort of this deep awareness of my body and almost as though I was aware of the voice that's talking to me and the voice that I talk to and this just, this moment of like, it felt like I was, I, I felt like I was standing still and being pulled backward at the same time. So I think what was happening was I was just becoming really, really aware of myself on this whole other level that I don't really have words to describe. And I don't think it needs to be described because it's, it's just a feeling that you have. And, um, but it was this awareness of, who am I? Um, how am I here? Where am I? Um, this awareness of who are these people that I'm living, like that I live with, this place that I live in, um, and, and just sort of becoming aware of the spirit body that that I really was. And that was like a long time ago. <laughs> like that was, I was really young. Yeah, nine years old. Wow. Yeah, I would have been about like eight, nine or 10, like in, in and around there. Um, based on like where it happened, like where we were living at the time. So that's my reference point. But that was a big sensation. And then I noticed that it would it would happen over and over again, like not every day, but it would happen, you know, every few months I would have this like, this, this moment where 
<clears throat> I was pulled back physically feeling like I was pulled back and going forward at the same time. So it was just really interesting. Um, and then I think like the spirit part of me was really becoming aware of herself. Um, and then I do know that later in my early twenties, I think it was a deeper awakening of like, okay, now that you know that you're a spirit body, now that you're no, and sorry, you may hear some banging in the background. I apologize to all your listeners. We're renovating our kitchen downstairs right now. All good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do remember in my twenties, like, wow. um, Now that I knew I was a spirit being, there was this awareness like, okay, you're a spirit being existing in this three-dimensional world, you know, in this body and becoming so aware of the global experience, the collective. I think that's when I really started awakening to, I am not only in my body and not of my body, but I am intricately connected to everything around me. Um, And at the time I was taking um, Aboriginal studies in university. So I was like also getting these really deep teachings and like receiving this really intense medicine. And I think that just also really supported this awakening. And it really came when, um, when I got really sick. So I got um, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, yeah. And that was um, at a time where I was living in the city and I, it was so apparent to me, like I need to get out of the city. Like this is not, a place where I felt like I felt so restricted. I I was walking around with like intense anxiety in my body. I was clenching my teeth at night. I was clenching my fists as I walked down the road. I was just really holding in a lot of tension and I felt like I could never fully exhale. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it's interesting to talk to different people whose health issues actually was uh, the catalyst for their awakening. So going on what you said, it kind of reminds me of Eckhart Tolle, right? When he, when he's in a deep depression and he heard that voice in him that thinks that had said to him, like, I, I can't do this anymore. And he had, you know, questioned himself, like, who, who is I, like, who is talking to me? And that's what spiraled his awakening, right? Understanding that he was like the connectedness, but it's like, I don't know. It's just a, an amazing thing to hear, especially at nine years old, like to have those um, experiences and feelings at nine years old. That's pretty profound. Um, yeah. Health issues seem to be the spiral. That's what it was for me as well. My health issues um, that kind of broke me open. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. And, and so I think there's a, there's a jostling of the body when we're, when we're waking up. And I think when we're, when we have that as part of our awakening, there's like this urgency to want to understand it, to fix it, to, um, you know, heal it. There's a sense of urgency. It's, it's, it's like the difference between like that slowly waking up from your slumber where it's kind of like, you can make it convenient to you. Like, Oh, I feel like awakening today or like, Oh no, I'm going to go back to sleep versus an alarm clock that gets you up and there's smoke in the house and you got to get up and get moving. So I think when you get physically, awakened it's it can jostle you and for me um it didn't make any sense and I wanted to figure it out so I had been there was this awareness that where I currently live is not 
is not feeling good for me. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that knows I exist in open wide spaces and, and this calling of the heart to travel. And I was called out East um, to live um, on the East coast in Canada. And I got my um, friend at the time who I was living with my, my roommate, my dear friend, she's still a dear friend. I hope she's listening actually. Um, I got her uh, to come out with another friend of mine. And I was like, you guys are totally going to get along. Well, they sure did. They ended up having a baby like nine months later. So it's sort of this joke about me being a matchmaker. Anyways, we hopped in our car and we moved out East and I was just so excited to get out. I just wanted to get out. I wanted to get out of myself. I wanted to get out of the city. I wanted to get out of this like restrictive life, the same old, same old, you know, working nights at the bars, drinking, making money. And that was all that was really happening. And so, um, so I left and within two weeks of me getting there, um, I got really sick and I was like, I don't understand. I did the thing that I knew I had to do that my spirit was telling me to do. And I left to try and make it better. And it got worse. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was very confused with that. That didn't make any sense. It, when you were talking about your jaw clenching, just going back for a second, your jaw clenching mm-hmm. your fist, I, I totally understand that. Like I would wake up with like my jaw actually sore from having clenched all night. And I w- would wake up with like almost fingernail marks in my hands from clenching. And that was when I was having a lot of the health issues as well. It's like, it's so interesting. It's thinking of like the, the tension. It's like something wants to release, but we're holding it in so, so much, right? But it wants to be free. It wants to, you know, be let out of us. It does. And it wants to be let out in a particular way. It wants to be surrendered and allowed. Yeah. Um, and I think when you do get sick, like I mentioned before, there's this, there's natural part of us that wants to figure it out. You know, we want to get the right medicine for it. We want to take a pill and fix it. Um, and for me, that was a very interesting and intense journey of, I did a lot of research and that's what I did at the time. So Google wasn't really a thing back then. So we're going back like almost 20 years, right? Wow. And so, you know, to hop on Google and to go on the internet and figure it out, like I would go into the library and I would get books and I would research and I would read Um, all about the immune system because what was happening was an autoimmune and I couldn't understand how is it that my body is attacking itself? Like I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it because I felt like I was doing this act of courage and bravery and and love for myself to honor my needs. And yet my body was now taking it to the next level. It was getting worse. So I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out what worked for me. And I'm not just talking about like the right medication. I'm talking about the right mindset and the right story. That's what it is. Mm, The finding the right story that fit me at the time. And so there's a lot of stories on immune system about, you know, very, um, the language describes it as though, you know, your body is attacking itself. And I couldn't, that, that just didn't resonate with me. I, I just couldn't wrap my head around that. And I needed a new story. And and so I found it and I created my own story, which was, you know, I, I'm, I'm in tune. I'm in tune with, with life pulsing around me and my body is, is not attacking itself. It's, it's mirroring back the way that it sees the world and the, and the way that the world is for this particular spirit being I was at the time. Um, and that was, the, that was 
to me, that was the only way to get through it was to understand that I was in complete connection at the time. Otherwise, I felt like I was broken. Yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling. I also know the endless journey of trying to figure out what's going on with your body uh, when you have health issues, because I wanted to, I knew my body had the innate ability to heal itself naturally. And everyone was trying to throw medication at me and anxiety medication. I remember Joe walking into the bedroom one time and I was like in a fetal position in the, in a dark room. He's like, like you need medication. But my body was like, like telling me I can heal. I can heal. Just give me time. And I did tons of research as well. And also like suffering with autoimmune, but I was so determined and like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I neglected parts of my life and people during that time. Cause you're so focused on, on getting better and feeling better. Like I had forgotten what it felt like to feel good. So it's amazing. It's like, like you just said about the story. It's like you're the story that was working for you that you thought was just wasn't working for you anymore. And your body was almost just rejecting maybe beliefs that weren't true or thoughts that weren't really true up to the essence of who you really are perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. The awakening is coming into your truth. Yeah. It's awakening to the truth of who you are and the essence, which is the, the most pure uh, divine light and love. Right. right? At, at, yeah. At its core. And so in order for that love to be fully expressed and expanded out, um, all the stuff that isn't of that nature is going to come up and out. Yeah. And so when you are on a, a, when you are going through an awakening, it's a deep awakening and you can recognize now that, you are not the body. And that's not to say that the body doesn't have its natural, normal human tendencies. Like it's still, you know, it has its limitations. You know, it gets stiff, it gets sore, it gets sore, you know, you get bloated, you eat too much, you don't eat enough, like you're breathing, you're using the washroom all the time. Like your body has things it has to do in this this world. But but the essence of your truth is not of the body, right? It's not of the body. Right. Um soul. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when you're coming into your soul, there's a part of you that gets that, that has that physical experience of letting go. Um, and so I was very lucky at the time in that, um, when I was sick out in Halifax, that's where I was living. Um, I went from doctor to doctor to doctor to try and figure out what was going on because when it was at its worst, like I couldn't open my hands, uh, my jaw hurt to eat, um, I could only walk for like a few meters before my whole body was like, ah, in so much pain. I was so swollen that it hurt to touch my skin. Like, like it really, it was so, so, so painful. Um, and, and, you know, I finally went to this one doctor and she was, um, had recently immigrated from India and I'm not sure exactly where, um, but she was the kindest doctor. Like she stopped and she listened to me. Whereas the other, a lot of the other doctors were just like, oh yeah, well, you drove for 16 hours in your car, your body's really sore. And I was like, no, that's, that's not what it is. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't getting answers. Anyways, this woman, she did something and it was interesting. She touched around my um, pelvis area and she said something and I can't remember what it was, but was laying there and she said, that's not normal. Or no, she said, that's not right. I'm going to get you into a specialist. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So it was just really in this one particular place, even though my whole body was sore, she just touched one place and she just knew like, yep, we're going to get you into a specialist. I got into a specialist. I got seen, got diagnosed really quickly. But you know, when you're on your journey, especially if you're on a physical journey and you're talking to different doctors or um, healers or whatever course of action you take, um, you're going to, I want you to know that there's going to be that person. They're going to be like that guardian angel that hears you, that listens to you and takes you to the next step you're meant to go on. Um, Because it can feel really lonely when you're hopping from doctor to doctor and nobody's paying attention. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I relate with that feeling. And it it was interesting. So remember um, for me, it was the birth control pill that I, so I had candida and it was the birth control pill that, that, you know, manifested it and started to give me hives and everything. And I remember seeing my doctor again after having a huge breakout, like my skin was so draw, dry and raw that it felt like if I'd bend my arm, it would crack. So I went to the doctor and she's like, I don't know what's going on. We'll just do more tests as she was handing me birth control pills. And I remember that moment thinking she was handing me what was causing this to happen. As soon as I started taking them a month after, it takes a month to get into your system. Like my face would rash up like I'd been burned in a fire. Like it was crazy, but I saw Julie Tibbles and she does energy testing and she had let me know that I had candida. So she, it was amazing. Like I remember I was drinking a hot chocolate one day sitting on the couch and I started feeling the hives come up and I'm like, what is this? What's the connection with sugar and hives? And then I searched it and there was candida. I don't know how I never saw it before, but I had every single symptom. And honestly, like the food that we eat is absolutely everything. So when I did the candida cleanse and took out alcohol, dairy, sugar, all of that, my body was like, I felt like I was 20 again. It was unbelievable. But our food. So do you, with um, your arthritis, do you still have that? Uh, No. I mean, it's my story to to write at this point. Um, You know, at one point I was sort of, the story was being written for me. I was being taken on a journey. And then at at some point there was this part of me, um, and this is going to be true for everybody's awakening. There's this part where you're, you're, being awakened and it feels as though you're not in control. It feels as though like things are happening to you, even though they're happening for you at the time, it's, it's easy to get wrapped into the story. And it feels like it's all just happening and I have no control and you do and you don't, but there is this one point in the story where you recognize, "Mm, right. I get to decide now what this all means for me. I create the meaning. I create the actions I take or I don't take. I create the rest of the story and I decide I decide, you know, where my character is going and and what it all means. And so for me at some point, um, I just decided that I was going to be done with it. Um, I was really tired of identifying as somebody with arthritis. I was really tired of identifying as somebody who had to like monitor their energy all the time and take extra caution and care. Um, There was a part of a victim in me that that, uh, needed to die with that. Yeah. Right. Cause it's very easy to get into victim state and victim mindset when you're so sick. Oh, yeah. um, it's very, and it's very, it's very easy to do, but it does not serve you. And I recognized it was really holding me back from, from uh, fully feeling energetic and expressed and alive. Right. There was a part of me that was always kind of dying or dead. Yeah. And so I changed my story and I decided I was going to wean myself off the medication and 
I was no longer going to have arthritis. Yeah. And I used and, to, oh, sorry, Lana. Yeah. Well, I, that, that's it. I just decided. Wow. And, Perfect. and that was powerful. And in that decision, I also decided like, okay, if this story is going to unfold, what, it, what is it that I need to make sure that this, that this actually happens? Okay. Well, I'm going to, you know, watch what I eat. Um, I didn't pay much attention to that. Like there's a few diets I tried, but I was like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. Like withholding certain foods just wasn't for me. Um, and I did the same thing too. Like I owned, I was owning the illness. Yeah. I have eczema. I have hives. I have candida. I was, every time I was taking ownership of the ailments and illness, my body was accepting that. And then I started saying, I'm experiencing eczema. I'm experiencing hives. So then it made it temporary, not permanent. Yeah. And that's yeah. also what shifted to our mindset, right? You know, people yeah. talk about the placebo effect, like we throw it off. Oh, it's just a placebo effect. But the fact that our mind can heal our bodies is super powerful. So I took advantage of, of that in the beliefs that I was having. I didn't, I didn't want to see myself as sick, right? It was, my illness was a gift for me. It was a gift for others. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's, and that's the crux of it, right? Is like, I, when we identify ourselves as the ailment, yeah. we, we are the ailment. And so where do you go from there? It's everything, that's like your benchmark. Um, and I was just tired of that. So I just decided, yeah, I'm kind of done with this story. And I, and, you know, I just sort of stopped identifying that way. And in doing so, I also took an active role in my healing. So I started really investing time and, and money and energy into my yoga practice and um, into meditation was really difficult for me. So I resisted that for a while. Now it's like a super ninja skill, but it took me like 20 years to get there. Um, but I just had, I just made that decision. Yeah, and, it's, and that's yeah. how we create change, right? By taking responsibility. So yeah. if we're saying we have an illness or disease, like what responsibility are we taking? It's almost like separate mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. So we take responsibility for our own healing by, well, just, and just not, ex, not accepting. Yeah. I don't accept it anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, like I don't, it, to me, it's, it'll occasionally pop up. Like when I'm really, really tired, I'll notice my body in, in similar ways, but for the most part, I've just unidentified as that. And I think that's, I think that's incredibly powerful. I think it's very dangerous to identify yourself as the ailment that you're experiencing. Yeah. And sometimes with anything. So this is a quote, and I'd love to know your feelings on it. He who fears he shall suffer already suffers what he fears. So he who fears he shall suffer already suffers what he fears. Yeah. Well, that's just laying it straight up and straight out. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's like, there are two emotions that we're going to experience and, and all other emotions stem from these two. So we have love, the emotion of love, which is, um, you know, love is all about divine trust. It's about surrender. It's about expansion. It's about connection. So love is the the higher of frequency of the emotions. And then we're going to have fear, which is about resistance, shame, resentment, agony, anger, all of those other emotions. And so they, they sit opposite to one another because when you are in a state of fear, if we're only in a state of fear, which is actually not true, like we can't ever be only in fear, like unless we're in this like very sincere fight or flight moment where literally our life is on the line. 
But when we're talking about like the general anxiety of the day, we're experiencing a part of us is experiencing a momentary sensation of, of fear. Um, but if you're leading your life, making choices because you fear certain outcomes, you fear what other people will say, you fear you're not worthy or good enough, um, you've created your reality to be one of, of fear yep. in, in, its, in its experience yep. versus love. And so we create our own reality based on the perceptions that we have at any given time. And so if we are fearful and we acknowledge the fear and we stay in that vibration of fear and we keep feeding that and nurturing that, our whole reality and experience is going to be one of the undertone of fear. And so it's always going to be your fallback is like all the choices you make, all the actions you take or don't take are based on trying to not be scared or not create the thing that you're most scared of. Right. And not, and I, I resonate with what you shared. And it's like, we fear at the end of the day, we're all running from having to fear pain. So yeah. we don't want to go for the job or the relationship or leave the relationship because we don't want to experience pain and suffering. Yeah. But we yeah. already are. If we're not yeah. happy in our relationships, if we're not happy in our lives, we are already suffering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the big one, which I illuminate to potential clients on the call. So, you know, there, there's this part of them that recognizes they need support to get like this calling for them to get their medicine out in the world and really unfold their vision is so clear to them. And when it comes down to it, I'm like, okay, well, like, are you ready to take the next step? This is something I can help you with. And I'm so confident and I can, otherwise I wouldn't offer my programs to them. And then inevitably they get to that point where they like limited themselves. They're like, okay, well, well, no, this isn't a good time. It would be too hard. And I remind them of like, well, what's your current reality? It sounds like this is a place of suffering already. So recognize that and be honest with ourselves and understand that we already are suffering. Yeah. And it's a loving, it's a loving way of illuminating and mirroring back to them, but you're already in a difficult place. Like, how are you feeling already right now? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. So, Liana, thank you so much for being on the first episode of The Soul Evolution. And I would love uh, if you could share with me where people can find you. Because, I mean, that's our, we could go on and keep talking for so totally. long because we have, I just love that connection that we have. But where can people find you so they can connect with you more and find out more about who you are? Yeah. So I do have a website that occasionally I pop in an update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's updated right now. So you can check out the website, lianajaneyoga.com. That's lianajaneyoga.com. Um, and then also you can, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, it's actually on Facebook. It goes under, yeah, Leanna Jane Lewis. And then I'm sa- the same on Instagram as my handles um, at Leanna Jane Lewis. Um, and then I do have a Facebook community that's free that you're welcome to join, which is called sister rising. And I'd say those are like probably the best places to reach me right now. Okay. I'm going to, um, share in the notes below to our Mm. listeners so they can find you and make it easier for them to connect with you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, uh, an amazing share. And I learned some things about you that I didn't know. So yeah, that was still always learning, always growing getting to know each other, connecting. Yeah. So thank you, Leanna. And You're thank welcome. you guys for listening. And uh, tune in to the next episode of The Soul Evolution coming up soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Soul Evolution. 
If you like what you heard and you want to help us grow, I would love if you could leave a quick review. On each new episode, I'll be reading one of our listeners' reviews, and it could be yours. Your time is appreciated. Thank you again for listening, my friends. Let your light shine bright.